You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Parker played Darth Maul, a Phantom Menace, and Solo, a Star Wars story, and G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes, and you're listening to Disney Universe Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. To infinity and beyond! I'm very popular, y'all! You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 144 of the Disney Universe podcast. Uh, this is your ultimate Disney adult podcast run by Disney adults. And I want to apologize, not apologize for that noise in the background. We are recording live on location from Alex's place of business, Burning Barrel Brewing Company in Rancho Cordova. Of course, I'm here with Alex. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey, where beer and Disney meet. Yes, where two um, fandoms collide. <laughs> it's always a blast recording on location in, in person. We do this behind a computer screen so often. So good to get together and hang out and obviously have friends with us as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, we, we don't really do this on our stream yard, but we're getting ready to record live from MouseCon, so why not practice here? But uh, as Alex mentioned, we got a special guest and new friend. Uh, Ryan's not with us tonight because... He's not very savvy, which none of us are right now, with uh, the awesome Lorcana game from Ravensburg. That's a trading card game that Disney's doing. So we brought in a new friend and guest, Rebecca, who runs the Lorcana Illuminary Yes, hello. Page. So, so glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're so happy. Uh, Alex actually shared your page with, with me as you know the launch was coming out and then finding out that you're local in our local. backyard. It makes it that much easier. So we instantly re- wanted to reach out to you, and because we, um, you guys can't watch to see this because we're on audio, but we got our cards here. Me and Alex want to learn how to play, and we're here with an expert. So thank you for taking <laughs> the time out of your schedule to join us. Absolutely, I'm excited. It's like such a fun game. I'm I'm really excited for you guys to start jumping in and playing. Yeah, and one thing I really I really want to get to too because we both watch videos on YouTube and. Still very confused at times, but then we see your post and you're like, "Oh, my kids are playing!" And so many, and I'm like, "Okay, we're going to do this." But um, before we get to um, gameplay, our favorite cards and all the questions, and uh, your background, uh, let's do a little bit of mousekeeping. Uh, as you guys know, we are now a part of the Walt's Apartment Podcast family, uh, so all our shows are streamed there. Uh, we'll be recording a brand new Tiki Cast very soon with our good friends from Geeky Tiki. So I look forward to that coming up real soon. But uh, we couldn't do this without our good friends, DU Crew. Alex, can you tell them about the crew? Most definitely. I'm going to tell you about the crew. Our good friends, Monique, 
both of our gens. We couldn't do it without either of them. Florida gen, super fan gen, our buddy Sasquatch, Ahsoka's biggest fan, John. We've even got Wedge Antelli's as part of the fold now. Sean, Big Papa Disney, Tyler, and our local, almost local, buddy Alfredo. I hope we're going to see you over at MouseCon, Alfredo. Uh, that is the DU crew. If you want to be part of the crew, too, go visit us over at patreon.com slash DU crew. There's two tiers for just a couple bucks a month. You can get awesome perks uh, like these folks who will shortly be receiving the brand new uh, Disney Universe podcast Hatbox Goat Design t-shirt from our Summer of Live. It was our DU crew raising drive, and we, we're up to nine. We're almost in double digits. You could be the 10th. So go over to patreon.com slash DU crew and join us and be part of the crew. Yes, absolutely. And couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you for joining and uh, check that out. Uh, like I said, if you want to listen to any of our old shows, uh, you can find those at the uh, Disney Universe podcast feed on Spotify, Apple Music, Google, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. But all uh, future shows and current shows are on the Waltz Apartment uh, podcast feed. But you can find us on YouTube where we're, we're doing a lot of uh, new videos. I just uh, uploaded a Residence of Batu on there. So check that out at VDU TV on YouTube. And, um, of course, we'd like to thank our good friends at Neverland Trading. Uh, I, I kind of threw that out because I forgot. But uh, probably too late to get your Halloween shirts in as Halloween is next week. But right around the corner is Christmas. So check that out, and you'll get a nice little discount. All you got to do is uh, type in Devers at the promo code at the end. That's D-V-E-R-S-E. And uh, get you something nice for the holidays. So, um, yeah, I guess before we get to our, our main... Uh, topic of uh, Lorcana. Uh, last last time you and uh, pretty much everybody but me had a trip report, but now you had a short. trip. I had a short trip report, but you I have a little surprise. Papa Disney, yes, and hang out with a girlfriend too, but <laughs> but definitely for Papa Disney, uh, Sean. So that was a good time. But uh, I just came back last week, and uh, just, I'm only bringing up a few things because uh, a lot of you know when you go to Disneyland, you do a lot of re- repeat stuff. There's nothing wrong with that, but. Uh, I did go to Goofy's Kitchen for the first time, uh, did the Halloween uh, breakfast thing, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, the, I know you and Sean had not the greatest experience, especially with the characters, but the characters were on point. Uh, I had, I had we a there. great experience with all the characters except for one. <laughs> Chip. Chip. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Chip. Your brother Dale, he's supposed to be the one that's cutting up and messing around, but it was you who stuck your finger in my syrup and got it on my phone. I will never forget that, Chip. I'll see you soon. <laughs> but Chip was on his best behavior at this time. But um, but no, I, I thought it was pretty good. It was, I still think, was a little pricey for what it is. Uh, they added. Tried, you went for dinner, right? We went for breakfast. Yeah, breakfast is cheaper than dinner, too. Yeah, but adding the extra price just for the costumes was a little like, ah. <laughs> oh, it was more expensive for the Halloween version. Yeah, I see. I didn't really notice that. Yeah, I mean, I if you want to see characters, especially if you got kids, I think it's a great. I, I couldn't call it a value, but time is money, especially at the Disney parks. So if you can see five characters while you're eating breakfast, that's saving you at least an hour worth of lines you're going to have to wait in. Yeah. in the park, um, and and you get so much more attention from them in there as well. Yeah, great uh, interaction. But I, I, I say above all, I was stoked to see Goofy's 2022 Halloween costume, the spooky tree. Yeah. I don't know if she took the picture, but at one, he had like an apple hanging from it. Yeah. And I was kind of doing like a reverse Bob for <laughs> apples thing. She's like, I know what you're doing. And I was like, I didn't know that it would be a problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Nice. I'm not actually going to bite Goofy. Exactly. Uh, Rebecca, have you been to Goofy's Kitchen at all? I have not been there, oh, okay. actually. No. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Like I said, it, uh, as many times as I've been going, it was my first time. So it was nice to finally get out there. But uh, I can see going going there again. Go back for the peanut butter and jelly pizza. I, I will try that. I did have pasoli, though, which was great for breakfast. Nice. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the, the highlight of the trip was the uh, actually the haunted, the Happy Haunts tour uh, that they did, which was... Uh, like everything at Disney right now, really connected to the 100th anniversary of Disney. So the, they tied in so many old stories, not just from Disneyland, but like um, like they took us into the cin- cinema and they told us about the history of Walt Disney movies and TV shows and with the scary elements and everything and Big Thunder Mountain. We went in. But the highlight for me was the, uh, the photo op with two of the three hitchhiking ghosts. Uh, Ezra and Gus. Where was Phineas? He was, he's the diva out of the group, so. But it was cool because they had it in like a black lit room and, uh, and you're able to take like, take your pictures. And they came out great, gave you props and everything. So it was just cool like being. Did they do a photo pass photographer for the pictures or just your own? Just your own, but they had the cast member uh, passing out, uh, doing the photos. So they they came out really good, especially with the the black light, but um, that was really cool. Um, we got a little uh, Mickey bat cookie for trick or treating near the ho- uh, Halloween tree. Did you have to trick or treat for it? Oh, we had everybody out trick or treat in the middle of Frontierland, so that was pretty nice. cool. Uh, we got a, we weren't able to ride uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday because it's so packed, but uh, we did get a VIP to Pirates of the Caribbean, which is always solid. Wait, so because it was so packed, or was I don't, it down? It was just not going? part of it, I guess. Oh, interesting. Which is which is kind of weird, but. Yeah. Um, but then we, you know, we got a button with your name on it, then the pin and stuff. So it was, it was really cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. Again, it was my first Disney trip or Disney tour, and so I've always wanted to do the, like the Walt, uh, Walt's Footsteps tour. But this was a great one. Um, if, if you've, even if you're a seasoned Disneyland visitor, if you ever have a chance to do a, one of these tours, definitely take the chance and do. It. I know you did the one in Florida. Well, no, I, I actually did the first year they did the Happiest Haunts tour. Oh, okay. and that's why I was really interested to hear about how it was with your experience the year i did it um it was it was amazing uh they actually made it a theatric experience oh nice where when you started the tour it also went across both parks so we did tower of terror we did haunted mansion um but the coolest part of it is you began the tour with what seemed to be an overzealous uh ghost hunting enthusiast tour guide who was going to tour you around through the, you know, uh, spots of the Disneyland Resort with paranormal activity. And you would get on one ride. So like when we got on Tower of Terror, he left us at the door. And then when our ride got off, there was another person there and it was a woman. She was, you know, kind of soft spoken. And, you know, obviously you can probably put together where this is going. Uh, But when she was taking us around, she would tell us the history of uh, Halloween itself and different things around the resort and come to the end of the tour um, at one point we go into uh, Zacalo Park over by Rancho del Zacalo and they have the offerenda there and you see a picture of the female tour guide and then at the very end when we're riding Haunted Mansion they had her standing uh, right before the dune buggies start to go up the first lift hill to kind of give you that uh, uh 
surprise, she was actually a ghost the whole time because you never got the two tour guides at the same time. So every time the other tour guide would come back, have you guys seen any ghosts? Ah, uh, that's you're awesome. Like, no, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, that tour, if I ever uh, get, if Disney's listening or if I get a, a chance to fill out a we're listening, that was the best tour experience. And again, the the tour at Walt Disney World, the uh, Keys to the Kingdom was great. And I would also love to do a walk in Walt's footsteps. I also, uh, with my friend Whitney, shout out Whitney, your uh, birthday's coming up here in a week. Uh, we did the uh, Cultivating the Magic, which is the horticulture tour around the Disneyland Resort. I don't know if that is something they still offer, but learned a lot of interesting things about the Dominguez tree. I learned that fact uh, uh, prior to uh, Imagineering's story about how they turn the orange trees upside down in the Jungle Cruise so that they would look kind of like exotic tropical trees that you'd find along a river. Um, I learned about the Disneyland Rose and things like that. Um, so yeah, uh, if you have a chance and a little extra money to spend on your next vacation, definitely look into a guided tour at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, they pull out, or, or Walt Disney World Resort, they pull out all the stops. Um, you're you're going to get some sort of advantage, whether it's a reserve viewing for a show or kind of skipping the line for some of the rides or just knowledge that you wouldn't have uh, been privy to otherwise. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, we'll be looking forward to doing that again. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I was with uh, Courtney Kelly of Neverland Clubhouse, had a great time. And like you said, it's definitely worth and can't wait to do it again. So uh, check out the pictures, too. I posted a few pictures on our Instagram of the tour. So what I could have taken. Since we are talking about Disneyland, before we jump into Lorcana, when was yeah. the last time you were at one of the parks? Rebecca? I was at Disneyland just in August, actually. Okay, it was like right when I was there. Uh, uh, yeah. Not this last trip, but previous. We, My sister and I went down specifically just to see Rogers the Musical. Yes. Yeah. It was so good. We that, that was actually kind of the main, and that was one of the trips between August and late September as I was saying, we went like not even six weeks ago, yet we were able to see things on that trip yeah. that we couldn't see on this trip. Rogers the Musical yeah. and uh, Magic Journeys, the fireworks oh, show. the fireworks. Yeah, we watched um, that too before it And closed. then in, of course, Halloween time, there were new things Halloween that I stuff? wouldn't have been able to do in August. So, yeah. you know, obviously for, forever uh, selling commercials for <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> yes. uh, but there's always, always something, something new. new to experience. Yeah. yeah, I went the weekend before Rogers closed, but the day I was there... It was shut down for the day for some uh, odd reason. Yeah. So. It was great. I hope they bring it back. I think they will. It's been I too hope. popular. It was very popular. And I understand, like, because of holidays and stuff, maybe they closed it. Yeah. But we'll see in the new year. Yeah, I, I have no idea why you'd go to that effort just to show <laughs> yeah. something for six weeks. Yeah. Have you, you know, the, the soundtrack is on Spotify, yes. right? I yeah. saw when they dropped that. So I know. Yeah. At least through our, uh, our Waltz apartment team, it's very divided uh-huh. on Rogers the Musical. Uh, but I know uh, our friends at Neverland Clubhouse and Skywalking Through Neverland did go to Oogie Boogie Bash as oh, the Starkettes. Oh, it was a amazing. very good yeah. costume. That's great. Uh, so shout out to them for that. And I, I love the music. The yeah. music was awesome. Yeah, they did a great um, job. The only thing I could think is they were trying it out for a cruise ship, potentially, because oh, I know all the sure. cruise ships do have the theater. Yeah. Um, and while I believe they've already announced what is the show, The Treasure, is that the next one? And then they just recently at Destination D announced the ship that's going to be exclusively out of uh, the Japan China area, and I believe that was like a ship that Disney kind of purchased and is in, in the process of Disneyfying it. So who who knows? It could be something that they'll have over there. Um, 
but we like it here. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I'm also all for having more different musicals. Like if we kind of had a rotating calendar of musicals, the yeah. way we have Festival of the Holidays, Food and Wine Festival, things like that. Um, and the Hyperion is just fun to like sit yeah. in there and watch yeah. something, especially on a hot day. Yeah, well, yes. I mean with yeah. with Avengers Campus right there, it makes it, total it's too sense. big of a space yeah. to not be used. Be used. Yeah. So if you're if you're not gonna do something with it, do something else Great. with it. But it, as long as it's there, use it. Yeah. And and not only is it on Spotify and Apple Music, but it's even up for Grammy consideration. Yes, it is, which I is pretty that. big for a theme that's park pretty, uh, musical. So. That's huge. Yes. So I'd be surprised if it didn't come back after the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Frozen and Aladdin didn't really, but I don't know that they had much. Uh, they had a little, but not much original music. It wasn't, yeah. It yeah, wasn't Aladdin had an original song by Jasmine. And I don't think Frozen It's not the did. same one that was in the movie, was no. it? No. But, yeah. And, and one before I end, one more thing about the Haunted Tours. Uh, we also got a VIP uh, viewing for Hall- Halloween Screams, oh, for the a fireworks, fireworks show, yeah, which was awesome. I, I hadn't seen it in like over 10 years and so I was really excited for the new projections I had my camera I recorded and everything did you record the whole thing? I recorded the whole thing I can't wait to see that over at patreon.com slash du crew <laughs> however the projector wasn't working on the castle so it starts off we see Jack in the low globe thing it was the top of his face and that was it then throughout he was, he was just hiding behind the fence like yeah. Wilson on Home Improvement so that's yeah. pretty much what he looked like and then after that uh they just quit the projection, and even on the projections on the castle, they still had the projections on the Matterhorn and uh, Main Street. But the fire, the music, the fireworks is still great. So I'll st- I'm still going to post it because I enjoyed it. But yeah. I was just bummed because I was really excited for the new projection since when I saw it first time, it was just stencils, mm. stencil projections, not the digital ones. But but yeah, but that was my trip. So. You said projections, and I just have to drop a shout-out to the We Don't Talk About Bruno projections oh. back yes. by It's a Small World. <laughs> I know I said this on the last episode, but we were literally drawn to it by the bass on the speakers in that parade <laughs> corridor. I don't I, I don't feel like they have that kind of sound in the rest of the park, but I thought there was a party going on, and it just like, six-foot rat song. And we were just all dancing. I had just got my lightsaber. It was a blast. It was a blast. What's well, that sound? out? It tunnels, then opens. So. Doom, doom. <laughs> well, right on. Well, yeah, like I said, that was. Uh, let us know if you've been on any tours, any tours you'd like to go on. If you have an idea for a cool tour, that'd be a sweet. Let us know. But um, let's, we're, like I said, we're really excited to talk to Rebecca about Lorcana and everything. But before we get to that, uh, just give us your... If you don't mind, yeah. kind of like your Disney background, Disney your fandom. Background. Yeah. yeah, so I grew up in Southern California, so we went to Disneyland all the time growing up. So I've always been a huge Disneyland fan and Disney fan. Um, I do, used to do theater stuff, so I just like sing all the songs. You know, yeah. I'm in love with all the Disney music. Um, and then uh, as a teenager, I um, got into playing Magic the Gathering, which is another hugely popular trading card game. And... So when I heard that Disney was doing a trading card game, I was like, I'm in. Like, you don't need to say more, you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, so we've, even being up here in Sacramento area, we still try to get down to the parks when we can. And, you know, of course, taking our kids and everything. So I do have two kids who are also playing Lurkana, which yeah. I know we'll talk about, too. Um, but, yeah, I love Disney, and I love this game and, um, and the parks and everything. So, yeah. Favorite character? Uh Ariel. 
you know, from The Little Mermaid. That's who I grew up with. That's who I love. And she has some great songs, you know. Favorite ride? Ooh, uh, Space Mountain. <laughs> Favorite snack or meal at the Ooh, parks? Ooh, um, you know, uh, I can't decide. There's so many. Uh, right answer. I know. I can't. <laughs> That's I can't how pick. you ask me character. I yes, can't pick one. Yeah. No snacks. There's too many good ones. So, you know, I mean, the Mickey beignets I like are some good ones. I like to always get the beignets and the mint julep. They have to go together. You have it's to like I tell all. people when they're ordering beer here at Burning Barrel, there are no wrong answers no wrong on the board answers. behind me. Yes. And tasting only makes it harder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you also, if you don't mind me kind of plugging this, but you yeah. also do another Instagram Disney page with your sister? With my sister, yeah. So my sister is like triple the Disney fan that I am. So she and her family, they're at the parks all the time. They're pass holders, um, you know, Disney magic key holders. Um, And so she wanted to start an Instagram account just to share about her time in the parks and tips for going around the parks. So it's called Disney Distracted Duo. And we kind of run it together really casually, but we love sharing things about the parks. And she also does a lot of like travel hacking too. So sometimes she'll drop some like travel hacking tips there as well to get to Disney, you know, for less. So yeah, she she and I have a lot of fun doing all the Disney things together. Is she closer to the parks? She is up here too. Okay. So we're like 15 minutes from each other, but yeah. Either y'all going to go to the Jungle Bird for the Haunted Mansion pop-up next weekend? Oh, is that happening? Yeah. Oh, we were not planning on it, but uh, now we might need to. Yeah, we went to the, the the summer pop-up, nice. you know. Yes, yeah, that Disneyland was a lot pop-up. of fun. They do every year around Disneyland's oh, Haunted birthday. Mansion. I didn't know um, that. I forget what it's called, the the Haunted Bird or something Haunted like that. Haunted Bird. Uh, I, I was drawn in and I, I have not had confirmation yet. But uh, the art on the Instagram post is the stretching portraits oh, from yeah. the Haunted Mansion, but it's all parrots, oh, all jungle fun. birds. Oh, that's really So fun. I'm really hoping they're going to have a Mai Tai glass with that, that on it. That would be cool. Um, it's called the Doom Birdie Bash. The Doom, Doom Birdie Bash. Doom Birdie Bash. Amazing. Uh, so oh, that, that's it, fun. If uh, anyone listening to this, I believe this will probably be coming out just as it begins, but it's running from Friday the 27th of October through Halloween night. So if you're local in Sacramento... Or if you're not and you just want to come out, uh, yeah. let us know. We'll come have a drink with you. Yes. Um, reservations are accepted Highly and encouraged. Uh, but you can always walk up for the bar. If you are trying to walk up, I recommend trying to get there when they open at 4 o'clock. Rope drop. Uh, that's the best way to yeah, do it. pretty much. Or if you're a, a night owl, show up at the witching hour of midnight. Uh, just like you're jumping in before they're closing the park so you can get that last ride on the mansion. Uh, it's usually a good time to get in without a reservation. Because you guys are going on Saturday night, We're right? going Saturday. Saturday and the then 28th. I'm going Sunday. So. Fun. <laughs> well, right on. Well, Lorcana. Lorcana. Uh, Lorcana. Sorry, Lorcana. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Lorcana from Ravensburg, not Ravensburger. Yeah. I, I know that's they, they get really yes. iffy about that, but yeah, that's um, why they didn't send us cards. Probably. We said their name wrong. <laughs> I, I said it wrong. My bad. I've been trying to contact them for since D23. Anyways, uh, <laughs> any game, Ravensburger. Any yes. game, we'll take any. it. Yes. Um, what what. When did you first hear about this or what drew, well, well, you already told us a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, so I had kind of heard a little bit about it, a teeny tiny bit from D23, like in passing, that there was a game. I didn't know it was a trading card game. I just heard that it was a game from Ravensburger, and so I didn't, and I didn't really pay attention to it, and so it was, um, it wasn't until August when the big release came out, mid-August was when it dropped in local game stores and I started seeing it everywhere and I was like wait it's a trading card game 
stop, I'm in now. So um, I was on Shop Disney at midnight on September 1st and, you know, did the whole thing and was able to get my hands on a few starter decks. So that's how I was able to luckily get cards. But they went so fast yeah. on Shop Disney. I mean, it was it was crazy and Target everywhere. It was gone so fast. So I was really lucky to get my hands on some cards so that we could start playing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we were here at release and we were on Shop Disney and they were available. Uh, but by the time I went to checkout, they were gone. They were gone. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you had to be real fast. Yeah. yeah. Having flashbacks to my experience trying to buy Oogie Boogie Bash tickets. <laughs> That's what I told my sister. We were talking about it. We're like, this is like just like trying to get those special event tickets for Disney or whatever. You have to just go click, 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 click. The, Your uh, virtual queue. Yeah. The State Farm commercial with the guy with the fishing pole with a dollar on it. Almost. <laughs> you almost got it. Almost. <laughs> got to be almost. faster than that. <laughs> and, and leading up to the release, I know the hype just kept growing and growing did. so did you start your page yeah. before or I like- started it um, after so it was the beginning of September and I what happened was I wanted to get plugged in and connected with community right yeah. with the people who are playing and so I went onto Facebook because I'm like surely somebody's doing something and um, what was interesting was I saw a lot of negativity actually in um, on Facebook which you know, it's Facebook, so yeah. <laughs> not surprising. But I was like, wow. And there was a lot of people who are trading card game veterans, who people who are playing Pokemon and Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! and all those other things that were just like hounding on all the new players and people who are Disney fans and, and families, kids who have questions and they were just getting pounded. I'm like, why? Why are we not being just like welcoming to everyone? And so I kind of was like, maybe I'll just like go create a space to welcome in and include all these like new players, casual players, people who are just getting into it, who aren't worried about, you know, going to like these huge competitive events and everything, but just want to play and have fun. And so that's why I started my account was to create, you know, a fun, welcoming space for the casual player just getting into it. Yeah, right on. Greatly appreciated. Yes. Yeah. Someone who is exactly that, you know. Uh, I've had friends who are into magic. I always say, I remember when magic cards first came out. Oh, yeah. I remember getting them at the card shop and having my deck. And then I probably lost interest for a mix of things like, you know, sports activities, television, whatever. Yeah. Um, but to see that it's still around is amazing. Um, and I think with Lorcana, it's really cool that you know for people like us who are huge disney fans we have this kind of gateway into this whole new way to experience the characters and stories that we love um so so i think that's great one of the things that i've noticed and i think we've all noticed um the uh, it's 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 gone. It's, it is. <laughs> there is no more cards to be found. I know we're all in a group, uh, the Sacramento Lorcana Players Group, and it, within that there is a chat called The Hunt. Mm-hmm. And it, I think Joey made a joke earlier, it should be called what, like the... The womp womp. The womp womp womp. Because everything is just people talking about where they don't have cards. Yeah. Um, so to that end, um, how, how have you found it? I guess with your leagues and places that you've been, obviously those people have cards. Um, Are the events, are they like, do they even still have like packs to give away as prizes or like how, how would one try and get someone else into the game at this point? Right now it's really hard. I think 
you know, obviously there's a huge demand, short supply. Um, I think what Ravensburger didn't count on, or, or maybe they did and they just underestimated it, was you have all the TCG people real excited about it and all the Disney people real excited about it. And they were maybe counting on maybe just one of these groups will be excited, but everybody was. And so the hype, you know, the hype train moved real fast. And so... Um, yeah, right now, the league that I go to, um, so it's at Hobby Quest in Elk Grove, and they run a really great league. Um, they are doing the official organized play with Lorcana, so they were given an organized play pack where they have like promo cards to hand out as prizes each week, and they do some raffles and everything. Um, but they aren't, and I don't think anyone in Sacramento area that I know of is handing out like booster packs as part of league play, okay. yeah. just because they sold it all you know um i know i have heard the other stores you know across the states are are able to hand out cards as part of participation or to the winners or whatever which i think is super great that stores are able to do that and of course every region is just going to be different in the demand and everything so some it's like sacramento is just a desert when yeah. it comes to product it's and, nowhere and the west coast when, when they yeah. started giving out boosters i'm sure they probably didn't expect it Oh, to come sure. to this point oh, yeah. where they would be so scarce. Oh, yeah. And I know now, you know, sitting where we are here uh, towards the end of October, we're about three to four weeks away from the release of yes. the Rise of the Floodborne, which uh, I believe it's not necessarily the next chapter. I don't know how we would describe it. Is this a, yeah. a second set? It's the second or? set, yeah. So it's the second set, Rise of the Floodborns. So that's coming out on November 17th at local game stores, so like your hobby shops and everything. And then December 1st it will be at your big box stores, Target and Shop Disney and everything, um, which I think they're also – they haven't – confirmed like specifically but um Ravensburger said it was going to be holidays ho- quote air quote holidays when the second reprint yeah. of the first chapter was also going to be coming so my guess is that it's you know not confirmed but that it's probably coming together that we'll see rise of the floodborne plus a whole nother second wave of printing yeah i heard november yeah but november. i mean Quote yeah, unquote. <laughs> quote unquote. I know. We'll see. It's like we'll just see what we get in the store. But I, that's going to be your best bet to get new players in. Is right now there's just nothing, and and everything that is out there is like, you know, people are charging a lot more than retail, um, and so just wait a few more weeks. You know, go to your hobby shops and see what you and can get. It's just weird because as somebody that wants to play, someone that is a Disney fan yeah. and loves the card art and everything. Oh, the art is so good. Hearing about so many people that are just buying them up and just throwing them in their attics. Oh, really? You know, just like, you know, just waiting to cash in on it later. Yeah, there are some people doing that. Yeah. Because if anyone knows Disney, they know that if something is popular, they're getting right back to the press and making more of it. That's why we see so many of these things like the the apple mugs at the parks mm, and yeah. popcorn buckets, they may run out for a minute, but trust there's another shipment yeah. on the way and whatever you think it's valued at on eBay now is not going to be the case in a yeah. month, a year, five years. And Ravensburger um, has said, you know, so with Magic the Gathering, when that came out in whatever, the early 90s, there was like the alpha set, right? The very first set and um, that set now is worth like tons of money and uh, it's worth a lot because it has like the copyright date on it the separate marker or whatever that designates it as the alpha set or the beta set you know but excuse me while i go look and see if i have those magic cards (laughs) from 30 years ago okay i I mean i have some from 30 years ago i I wish that some of them were valuable but it doesn't hurt to go check (laughs) i mean you gotta go check 
But Ravensburger said they're not doing that with Lurkana. That when they do the next printing of the first chapter, there's nothing that's going to differentiate it from like a second printing. Yeah. You know, so more product that gets out there, you know, it's not like, well, I got it in the August in the first wave that it was worth more. It's, it's yeah. You know. And that's as it should be. They're as it should be. They're trying to build the oh, game yeah, the and game. the community, exactly. not the pockets of the resellers. Exactly. But it's kind of weird that they didn't anticipate the rush when, like, I, I before we were recording, and I mentioned it numerous times, I was at the Lorcana booth at D23 all day, every day, had a line. Yeah. Um, they were giving one of these cards out per person. Not per day, but per person. So I was lucky enough to get an extra one because I was trying to score an interview because I want, we were talking about building it up throughout the year. And the lady that I I got a cart, her business card, uh, didn't, she didn't get back to me. It's okay. I I don't, I don't mind. But she's like, here, uh, this is my last one. So that's how I got my extra card. But, um, but like I said, people were eating it up. The sets that they were selling, the six card set with like Robin Hood, Captain Mm -hmm. Hook. They had a very limited uh, amounts of those per day. I think like thirty to forty, and those sold out in minutes. And yeah. then we finding out the prices of those cards. You know, when the thing got says, uh, then the the big uh, convention that Gen happened, Con. Gen Con, yeah, just see that was madness. Yeah, so I mean, you would thought they're like, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah, let's get a kick on it before you yeah. know we can. But um, and I guess my guess is that second the second set, Rise of the Floodborns, is also going to be similarly scarce to get product because it was probably already printed, you know, a while ago. And so it probably won't be until the third or even the fourth set when they start getting production up that we'll see product become more available. Um, But they've said that they're going to be on a four times a year schedule, you know, so every quarter there will be a new set that gets released and who knows how many reprintings they'll do. I mean, they won't do it forever, but they're going to reprint. And I guess for somebody that's listening that has seen the the craziness of Larkana and you know heard my babbling and Alex is like oh you know this is what we did <laughs> that don't have an idea with it can you yeah. kind of give it give a little yeah example of exactly what the if there's the storyline gameplay yeah so this is something fun too because it's Disney right so there is a story which is really fun and you can go deep dive on the internet into this the the lore of Lorcana which is really Lorcana, fun Lorcana yes. Lorcana Lorcana I gotta do like house buddy <laughs> Lorcana so I remember how to say it properly so there is the land, the world of Lorcana, and um, there it was created many moons ago. And there's the Great Illuminary, which is where I got the name for my account from. And there's magical ink, which is combined with the magic from the story stars that creates these glimmers of Disney characters and items and actions. Um, and so the glimmers are what you play with in the card game, and you are an Illumineer. Um, Illumineers are the ones who wield the magical ink and there's six magical ink colors and you play with a 60 card deck and you can only have two inks in a deck and you play against an opponent or opponents you can play multiplayer which is really fun and you cast your glimmers and you have challenges against the opponents and you're racing um, to quest for lore and points you know so to speak and the first 20 
is the winner. So you go back and forth with your turns with the play, and you play characters, and you know you can get your Mickey out there, or your Simba, your Lilo, and it's all these characters from all across Disney animation that are, the, like you mentioned, the art is just crazy beautiful. Yeah. It's it's they've done such a good job, um, and of course different strengths and of characters, and and nobody gets attacked, nobody gets killed <laughs> because it's Disney. So you yeah. get challenged and you get banished. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I love like going back to the art that all the artists are highlighted on each card, which is very they cool. They are, so. yeah. And they have done such a good job at getting artists from all over the world and a really great diverse group of artists. And um, the style of art is called this like modern storybook, you know, so it's taking a twist on the, the Disney characters that we all know and love. So they're completely recognizable, but done in this like new imaginative, you know, reimagining way, which is really great. And then difference of cards. You got the regular cards. You got foil cards. You got the enchanted, the enchanted cards. Yeah, so, yeah. The but. the foil cards are beautiful. They look so good. And um, and then the enchanted cards. If you don't know, so they took twelve cards. There's two hundred and four cards in the whole set, and each version of the card has a regular and a foil version. But then they took twelve cards and did an alternate art and uh, a halo effect. It's like this rainbow. I wish I had one to show you, but they're like <laughs> yeah. so scarce. Um, I think you have like something like a 1% chance of getting one in a, in a booster pack, you know? So. <laughs> and as far as between the regular, the foil, and enchanted, yeah. the gameplay is the same gameplay for all the cards. The same. It's just like the value the of va- collecting. Yeah, so if you're a collector, then you know the foil cards are worth a little more, and then the enchanted ones are like off the charts. So people probably wouldn't play with their enchanted cards. Yeah, you know, you'd be surprised. There are some people, uh, we've actually had some people play with their enchanted cards in our league. I think they got a hard time. But it's like, you know, the cards are so scarce though and you want, it's a good card. You know, you want to put it in your deck and play it. I would like take a picture of it and put that in the sleeve. Be like, I actually own this card. I'm not bringing it out here. But I would like to play it because it's a good card. I know, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have the foils in my deck, and I, I wasn't sure. I didn't. I, I don't want to go down that road of starting to look at what everything's worth. Because uh, yeah. obviously if there's something crazy, I would like to know. But at the same time, I am here to learn to play the game. Play. I'm yeah. here to play. It, it's uh, like the old Saturday Night Live sketch about the Star Wars toys. Oh, yeah. The, the grown men, they like to keep them in the box, and the yes. kids are just wanting to play. to play. Yeah. You're like, I, I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. I don't want to keep them in the box. Then, then you got the ones like, I buy three of them. One to yeah. keep in the box, one to open, right. and another one just because. Just right. in case. Just in case. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, with it being a trading card game, I, I, sometimes I got confused with you get multiple copies mm. of certain cards. Uh, but you can play up to certain amounts of that card. So, in we're, your deck. We're, how does yeah. the trading come in? Yeah. So, so when you build your deck, it has to be at least sixty cards, and you can have up to four copies of a card in your deck. No more. But you can have less. So you can have one copy of a card. But, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of trading actually that goes on with the game to you know get cards that you don't have. You know, and people kind of go off of market prices. You know, so oh hey, I have some extra of this, or I'm I'm not using this in my deck, so I'm willing to give it up. Would you trade? Because I'm looking for this card that will really help me out with my deck. So that can be a lot of fun. Like the leagues, I think the one I go to, and probably a lot of the other ones before or after play. There's a lot of like trades that go on. You know, or online people are. Yeah. Trading and all that. So, which yeah. I, I like to do this on the show. I, we, I've done it multiple times, but uh, I've traded 
my extra brave little Taylor Mickey with uh, a, a new friend Cammy, which found out was in your in, in your league, uh, yeah. in your league, and uh, very awesome. Her and her boyfriend, and her boyfriend does like spreadsheets, on, breaks down everything, yeah. and I feel bad that I forget his name. By John, told, John, thank yeah. you. Uh, but definitely uh, plan to go out and play in your guys' league, or awesome. if anything, hang out. But yeah, um, the one card got me a huge set. So it looks That's like you great. Might have a you set. got a, quite a lot. You got <laughs> an Illumineers trove, yeah. yeah, which is the coveted Illumineers trove. They got which is oh nice. Some extras there. So. Oh nice! <laughs> Look at that. Card. I know people can't see, but like yes. this yeah. is amazing. That's I mean, awesome. I'm betting if that's sixty. You probably got like three or four hundred cards here. That's awesome. Yeah, and for, then you can, for one. You, got you can your for sure. Deck and, and your starter deck. You can for sure build, you know, a solid yeah. deck to play with. Yeah. So, so you, I got to learn that. So you, you said it was uh, at least sixty cards. Is yeah, there a cap? To there's how many cards? not. You know, but you don't really want to go more than sixty because, of course, that just lowers the odds of you pulling the cards that you want to play. Right. right. So I think most people try to stick as close to sixty as they can. But if you go over, you know, like a, a few, some people might argue with that and say, <laughs> "No, sixty, no more." Um, but yeah, because you can have up to four cards. Um, like if you have a card in there that's only two or three or, or sometimes even just one, you, you want to increase the chance of you pulling that card during the game. So if your deck is over 60, then you might not see it during play. Right. So. Yeah, no, I was trying to think of how it would be advantageous. Like say you've got your 60 starter deck and then you got like, you know, 12 cards for each of like three different what I guess would be considered a high power card and uh, of course I'm just going off of things I've seen through the different Lorcana groups oh now you're doing what he's doing (laughs) spitting it out Um, and and some videos of gameplay I watched online Um, but it it seems that like just because cards got a higher number doesn't mean that it's gonna banish everything like you can be taken out by lower cards so stacking your deck with um, and, and in a second, I'll ask you to kind of maybe try and do you have that card handy? Just diagram out because I'm going based on that number oh, in the upper yeah. left hand corner of the card. So I'm yeah. going to try and uh, along with Rebecca, um, yeah, we'll talk a- audio diagram this for you guys. So we're looking at the Lorcana card um, and in the upper left hand corner, there's a big number yep. with like a real cool circle design around <laughs> it. So that's the cost of the card. So for every card that you play in the game, it costs ink, magical ink. So you have an ink well that you add cards to. You can add to your um, ink well each turn. Um, so you have to pay eight ink, for example, to get this one out. So, so, so is the eight ink, is each individual card an ink? Or like mm-hmm. this card would be eight ink? No. So this is the cost. So every turn you're going to add one card to your ink well. And so you'll have some cards that are like upside down in front of you. Uh-huh. And then you would turn them sideways, exert them is what it's called in the game, right. um, to pay. So you, if you have... If you had eight ink out, you would have to use all eight ink to pay this card. But if you had a card that was only two cost up here, um, then you could play use two of your ink to play that, and then also play another like four cost card on your same turn. So, so that's the the cost to play get the card into play. And so, yeah. as I was saying, something I thought that might be more valuable and more powerful is almost a. Uh, uh, hindrance because right. you need to have more of the ink to even be able to use yeah. it. Yeah. So most people when they're building decks will look at creating like a what's called a cost curve. So that way you have 
in your 60 card deck that you have a good spread across um, the cost. So you have a few one cost characters and actions, two cost, three cost, and up and up it goes. That way, at each turn of the game, since you can only ink one each turn, that you always have a chance of being able to play something on on your turn of play. And before I come down to these next numbers, I know yeah. when I was in line. I was kind of just chatting up the people yeah. when, when I was in line at the shout out A1 Comics where I was able to secure my starter deck. Um, and, you know, you kind of hear the people whispering like, oh, uh, you know, the, the, what is it? The purple and gold is better or the, oh, the, the, different the, the silver and blue it's saying which decks are better. Yeah. And this is at a point where no one's even really opened one at <laughs> that point. They haven't even played. Um, but <laughs> I, I guess to your experience, um, the decks that Disney came out with, are they pretty well balanced like they're good decks to they kind are. of come, I mean, come with they're well so I'll say two things one they're ready to play you can play them for sure if you go to a league where people have built out these really competitive decks a starter deck may not hold up well against a really competitive get deck but it'll play and if you have somebody else with a starter deck or who doesn't have like a, a card you know some of these cards like the enchanted and legendary cards out yeah. there that all cost 50 60 bucks you know if you have a deck that overall is like $500 it's not going to stand up to your $40 deck or whatever is not going to stand up but they're ready to go and all the ink so there's six ink colors and they all have their strengths and their weaknesses and so finding a combination that you like it's like any combination well, I shouldn't say any. Maybe yeah. some combinations are better than others in some ways, you know, but they all kind of have their strengths and weaknesses. And then there's also just like your personality and how you like to play and what kind of cards you like to do. And strategies. And, and, yeah, all of that. So. And the, the colors of the ink, they kind of correspond yes. with like the background here yep. behind where like the character name the character or action name or whatever yep. it is. So there's like a banner across the middle of every card. So you have ruby, emerald. Sapphire, Steel, Amber, and Amethyst. And so they're all like gem colored. They're all gems except for Steel. I don't know why yeah, they didn't. Yeah, it's random. <laughs> yeah. It could have been Platinum, it right? It could have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The platinum's not it. Platinum, no, that's a metal, metal too. too. Yeah. yeah. There's really, Diamonds, I guess, I guess but that one more white. Color. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so right on that same color band, yep. uh, on the right side of the card, there are two numbers. One is another kind of curl uh, circular no, spiky like and then the other one looks more like shield. a shield on this particular yep. Mickey Mouse Brave Litter Taylor it is a five and a five yes. what are we looking at there so this is the strength and willpower of your character so the strength which is the first number uh, that's going to be how much damage that character is going to do to another character in a challenge and then the willpower is how much damage a character can take from the other characters so if you have a 5-5 five, five going up uh, against a 6-8, a let's say. Um, you're going to do 5 damage to them, so then they only have 3 left now. But they did 6 damage to you, and so Mickey would be banished, you know, because it, 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 it beat that 5 willpower. So when you're thinking about challenging in gameplay, that's kind of what you're thinking of, too, when you're choosing... Uh, which characters to have in your deck across the spectrum of cost is also looking at that strength and willpower and which characters you're going to be able to challenge with out there. Okay. Yeah. And, and earlier when you were talking about the game, you mentioned there are characters, there are actions, yeah. and there are... Items. Items. Yes. Um, so we're looking at a character. Yeah. Um, 
I'll just go ahead and read what it says on uh, Mickey Bravelitter Taylor. Uh, only characters with evasive can challenge this character. Yeah. Um, and then what it says below, it, I kind of read it as just a quote. Do the, those mm-hmm. things have to do with the game or are those just... The, well, you know, they have to do with the story usually of Lurkana, you know? So it's like the flavor text is what they call it. Okay. And so it's usually like maybe a quote from the movie or sometimes it's just like a descriptive text with the character that kind of ties into the unknown as of yet story of, of the world of Lurkana. So those flavor texts can be a lot of fun. Yes, with this particular one, it says, when defeat looms and victory hangs by a thread, a hero bolts to the rescue something. Sorry, we've got a cool autograph card here, so I can't read yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Pulling things up through sheer determination. Yeah. Um, and then on the right side, I'm noticing those are the little shape that came yep. in my starter deck with the... Uh, I believe it was oh, the, the little lore counter, counter, the lore yeah. counter. Yep. So every character, well, I shouldn't say every. Most characters um, on, yeah, the bottom right, they have these little lore symbols, and each character um, can quest on their on your turn for those um, twenty lore that you need to win. So Mickey Brave Little Taylor, he can quest for four, which is actually one of the most in the game. I was gonna say it looks like the yeah. most they can fit on there. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. So a lot of, and then the amount of lore that a character can quest for is gonna not always but it's gonna for the most part ramp up over when the larger class characters are gonna be bigger you know strength and willpower and also be able to quest for more than you're like so a one cost character is gonna usually be like a one one or a two two you know and they can only quest for one on your turn but those bigger characters are gonna be stronger and also be able to quest for more Yep. And then Joe pulled out a couple of the uh, yeah. items and actions. I love this action card. Uh, he's got a sword. Got uh, we're sword. looking at Abu. You uh, idiots. We've all got swords. Yes. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he looks like last action hero right there. <laughs> and nobody's going to step to him. Um, so that, in, uh, sorry, this is the cost. The yes. cost is one in this one. And it is an action card. It says chosen character gets plus two um, strength. strength. Yep. This turn. this turn. And then, uh, as Joe just said, the quote, we've all got swords, <laughs> said Razul in the movie yeah. Aladdin. So actions are really fun because they, you you play it once and then it gets discarded, whereas characters, you know, stay out until they get banished. Actions, though, they can come in and they can sometimes give your characters, you know, extra strength or more willpower. Sometimes it can do damage to your opponent. Like, there's all kinds of actions that you can play in the game. And then there's also songs that the characters can <laughs> sing as well. Here, I, nice. I, so I pulled one out. So. I, I have a couple songs yeah. in my deck, and I was really excited, hoping that means, do you get to sing? Do you also the get game? to? I mean, I do. You know. <laughs> um, so, uh, an, a song card is it's an action as well, but in, instead of paying the ink cost with the ink from your ink well, you could instead have a character that's already out in play use the character to sing the song for free. So that can also be really advantageous in play because then you still have your ink left to do something else, play another character or do another action. So there's act- regular actions and then song actions. There's okay. some really great ones out there. And so, for example, like what would this action... Oh, so mother- this is Mother Knows Best, which is from Tangled. Um, this one returns a chosen character to their player's hand. Oh, okay. So I, 
I love emerald. That's one of my favorite colors to play. Um, and that's called a bounce, where you they put out a character that you don't like, and you can say, well, you have to put that character now back in your hand. No, Sorry. Nice. <laughs> and by hand, is that like back in the deck? Where no, back in there. So you have your hand. That, you have your hand. Yep. You have your inkwell. Inkwell. You have the characters and items in play. And then you have your, yeah, your deck and your discard. Okay. Yeah. And then items are, uh, they function similar as actions do, where it gives you, um, like, a special ability to do, except that items stay in play until they get um, banished, maybe, by your opponent. Um, but whereas an action you just play once and they get d- discarded, items will stay out on the board and you can use them every turn. So, but those are the three types of cards in the game. So if you can, yeah, learn your characters, actions, and items, um, and then of course your uh, songs, like the, the, the other actions. That's all there is in the game. It's those three cards. Oh wow! And you were talking about the curve, yeah, uh, before. Um, how, how would one want to balance? their deck with actions, items, and characters? Great question. So I would recommend about two-thirds, at least, of characters. Actions and items. You can have you can have more characters and less action and items if you want, because you really want to have actions that fit with the rest of your deck and the strategy. Um, but two-thirds characters, at least, I would say. Um, mix of actions and items, up to you. Um, the other important thing to know with uh, cards is that ink cost, you know, that I talked about. Right. So the way that you get ink is you have to turn a card, take a card from your hand, and add it to your inkwell once a turn. Once it's there, it, it stays there. But you can only um, use the cards that have this uh, fancy symbol, the ones that look like this, where it's just a plain hexagon. Those are called uninkable cards, and you can't turn those into ink when you play. And... Turning a car into, into ink yeah. means that it cannot be played in the game again? Correct. It is in your inkwell, and it stays there for the rest of play. Are there ever, like, actions where it says that you can bring something back from your inkwell? No. That is, so there are cards where you can bring things back from your discard pile, but once something goes into your inkwell, it's gone forever. And there are cards in the game that send, like, send your chosen character to the player's inkwell, Ooh. and then it's gone. Yeah. You can't get it back. So, so I'm just looking at the brave little Taylor Mickey, oh, yeah. and I'm like... I would assume you have that in your hand. You're not going to put that in your inkwell. Well, so is there a, a strategy of yeah. which cards you select to put in your inkwell? I, there is. And every game is going to be different and every turn is going to be different because if, you if you're on turn two and you only have two ink now um, and you have a card that costs eight in your hand, uh, is it better to hold on to it until you have eight ink but then it's taking up space in your hand or is it better to just ink that now? And hope that you draw it again later, you know. So. So if you ink it, you can still draw it again later. I mean, oh, if you like had if multiple, you had yeah. If, like if you have uh-huh. multiple copies, yeah. If you have, if you have a like so your killer hope card, is that you're not drawing the big stuff at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. That stuff that's going to come to you later yeah. on when you've kind of. Uh, Which is why it's great to have multiple copies of a card in your deck because then it's like guaranteed that almost guaranteed. I shouldn't say that, but then it's more likely that you'll see that card pop up again as you play. And yeah. one of the things I think I either read or watched is at the beginning of a game, you do, I don't know if this is just kind of a nicety between, but you are allowed to uh, 
If you, once you draw, you can yep. redraw cards. Mulligan. There we yeah. go. Yeah, which is actually I have found to be one of the key strategies to playing Larkana is knowing what to mulligan at the beginning. So it you can discard up to, you draw seven to start the game, and you can discard your whole hand if you wanted, and then you redraw up to, back up to seven, and then mix the rest of your cards back in your deck. Um, but knowing what, like you don't want to start out the game with a bunch of uninkable cards. You don't want to start out the game with a bunch of high cost cards. You really, when you do the mulligan, want to set yourself up for like the first three turns of the game. So make sure you have like a one cost character a two-cost character in your hand to start the game as much as possible is the best way to do the mulligan. So if you have anything that's like above four ink, you know, probably, unless it's like a really good card or you know that you only have one in your deck and you want to make sure you have it for the game, it's like, you know, mulligan everything else and redraw. And is your hand, uh, is this something that your opponent can see? Nope. Okay. No, no. That's where the sleeves come in, I think. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, if you're playing, like, in a tournament, I think they require, you know, uh, sleeves that have a a matte background or a, a, you know, background so you can't see the cards. Even though the backs of the cards are all the same? Even though they're the same because technically, I guess, I I read, I don't do competitive competitive play, but if your card is, like, nicked or scratched or creased or whatever, then you might know what that card is. Which, this is where Disney is Disney and they have special Larkana sleeves. Yes, they do. I got the Captain Hook. The beast, uh, that gargoyle-looking beast one. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I know. I've already earmarked the uh, Wizard Pooh playing Honey mat. Wizard. Yeah. The, <laughs> yes, everyone's so excited for Honey Wizard. And and real quick too, like if you lose or get banished or whatever, you lose your match. You don't lose your cards, do you? Oh no. Okay. Because <laughs> at first I'm like, oh, is that why you get doubles of certain cards because no. you lose them or no? But I mean, unless you make a bet beforehand, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah. How scarce product is. <laughs> and, and one thing real quick, too, that I'd like to kind of get to with the game and also uh, plug your your page on how cool of a page it is. I'm sure some of our listeners were like, what? I know. <laughs> on some you, of the terminology. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I want to kind of go back to, to your, your page where it... You do a great job of not just like showing, hey, look what's coming out, what just got introduced, but terminology, mm-hmm. certain terms and uh, uh, phrases that, you know, what people yeah. it, that are playing are just throwing out. Like, I'm a football coach, so we're throwing out plays All and that jargon. Yeah, and lingo. so, and I know with this is the same thing. So, I mean, is what, like, what kind of gave you the idea to, like, yeah, do to you know, do that? How, how to, I mean, how to do your pages? You're very different than other Lorcana pages, which I, Appreciate it. It's a very, it's seriously the the best one that I know I've been paying attention. Yeah, I'm not familiar with many. I was the the before you get into it, the one that caught my eye um, or kind of got me excited to know what all this means is you started doing a series of like uh, kind of traits of how different ink players play. (laughs) I think it was the sapphire or something, and you were doing like different facial movements and just kind of how they would act during gameplay. And I'm like, I can't wait to find what these all mean so that that makes sense (laughs) to me a little bit. Yeah, the reels are great. (laughs) Thank you. I have so much fun doing them. And like I said earlier, I 
I, I see so many people playing Larkana that are brand new to trading card game. And then I see tons of people out there using all the lingo and the jargon. And when you do that too much, it's not as welcoming to new people, you know, and because then they feel lost, they're afraid to ask or whatever. So I was like, hey, I know tons of people that don't know what these words are that are being thrown around. So let's just break it down so that you don't feel lost. And when you hear them that that you know, and, you know, not everyone is going to be a TCG, you know, expert or anything, yeah. but I don't want anyone to feel lost. I want people to feel comfortable, know what they're hearing and reading and be able to feel confident to learn how to play the game. What does TCG mean? Oh, yes, TCG, <laughs> I, yes. I see it all over the TCG. internet. I think I just assumed it was like table card game. Trading card game. Oh, so Trading so card games. Yeah, so, so you don't have to play on a table, everybody. TCG. <laughs> you also might hear CCG, which is a collectible card game. I would have said competitive card game. Right, yeah. collectible card game. So TCG. Yeah, so it's just like all those words. And like I said, I used to play Magic a little bit, so I'm familiar with some of that terminology. Yeah. And But there's a lot more even than when I used to play. And so for me, it was like, oh, I'm kind of like in this like middle space where I'm not like super uber competitive, like fully immersed in the TCG world, you know? Um, so I can kind of like speak non-TCG, you know. Yeah. I can speak TCG to non-TCG people, hopefully. And that, that kind of goes <laughs> to my next question is, like, gameplay, uh, how, how comparable is it to, like, Magic or other card games, like, enjoyable-wise? or I mean, Oh, yeah. I mean, I I actually, and I mean, all the Magic players out there are going to be like, no, I enjoy Lorcaner more than Magic, and it, but I think that one of the reasons for that is because it's, it's Disney. Yeah. All the characters are so familiar to us. You know, we get to play songs like Mother Knows best or you know be prepared which banishes all characters on the table <laughs> and that card is crazy all even your own yeah. all the characters you know so all <laughs> your face can't be prepared yeah, for that. you cannot be prepared you know so just having it be these familiar characters and songs and things to me makes it fun but also just the strategy of the game i think is really you know it's different from magic but very comparable so i think that People who play these other trading card games are having just as much enjoyment playing Larkana as new players are, you know. So Yeah. Would you say um, if if you were a, a Magic player and just picked, walked and sat down in front of some Larkana cards, you would be able to play I would easily? guess so, yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot of people that are doing just that, and that's what you're seeing with a lot of the competitive play is the people who do magic or Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or you know all these other flesh and blood Hearthstone so the, the you know there's so we're, many <laughs> we're starting from behind but yeah. give us a little time to give train time. and we will come up there's only 204 cards out right now you know we're gonna catch up I, yes. I, I know the thing got, that got me into it a little bit well not not just Lorcana but just the whole like Disney card games was uh, the uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom that they had in Florida which is very similar you, you, you collected uh, cards of different characters, and they all had their attributes and everything. Yeah. But instead of playing, you know, like on the table and everything, uh, you, you shined them on a screen, oh. and there's a little animated stuff. Oh, uh, I have a video on YouTube if you guys check it out at DUTV. Uh, but, I mean, just uh, being a Disney fan, the, the loving the art and the characters, oh, yeah. these are, like I, we've said already, just beautiful. Um, and I can see people just collecting them for the oh, art yeah. itself. So. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of people collecting them. I've also seen 
I mean, you have a signed card here. I've yeah. seen people taking cards into the parks yeah. and getting them signed by like the characters. Yeah, I just realized kids. I have a Sergeant Tibbs card, oh, and yeah. the voice of Sergeant Tibbs oh, is going to be at MouseCon. Yeah, do it. So that get would be a cool one to get signed. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I know. I, I know. I've seen people in the groups like, "Are you kidding? The value and those are sort of finds like." Let people fan how they want to fan. How they want to fan. And that's a great way. And the way you could display them, like in a frame or something when you get home, I think it's amazing. Um, But yeah, I know. I can't wait to dive deep into this. I know Alex can't. I I can't wait. I want to get a game going for sure. Um, I've already said, I know there's a local in my neighborhood I'm looking forward to checking out. I'm even, hopefully, once I've actually played and even, dare I say, won a game at some point organizing uh, a game night here at Burning Barrel. We were just talking about how the tables here uh, might be pretty nicely conducive to, uh, you know, table tabletop gaming uh, or, sorry, what, what do we say it stood for? Trading card Trading game. card gaming. <laughs> yes. Here uh, at, the, at the tap room. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, You'll enjoy it when you start jumping in, you know. I mean, the best way to learn, too, is just start playing. So. Yeah. And you'll get to know, like, the six di- different inks. They all have, like, their own little personalities, like you saw uh, in my reels and stuff. And so you'll get to know, like, the inks and which ones you enjoy playing with, which is fun, too. And then, um, so in the starter deck, yes, it comes with the damage counters. Yeah. Those little coins. The lore and then counter. It, uh, the lore counter. That The lore counter is the same as if you have the lore counter. App. App. Mm-hmm. There's a lore counter in there. Yes. So if I have that, I don't need the other one. Yep. But you still need the damage counters, right? You do need damage or counters. Something. I know some people use a die for that. Like, a six-sided die is great. It's just so that when you're doing the challenges between characters, you can keep track of that damage. Yeah. So if you're able to get your hands on a starter deck pack, that comes with everything you need. Yeah. Lore counter, damage counter, and your deck. But that's all you need to get started playing. I'm looking forward. I know Rise of the Floodborne has Tiana on the cover it of one does. of them. So I'll be looking great. for one of those uh, decks as well. But I, I'm more so now excited now that I know, you know, about the different inks and about how a deck can only have two inks yeah. is trying to build a deck. Um, and I think even, uh, you know, because I do have a few other booster packs I open. Yeah. I might see if I have enough to try and build a deck between those and if not heading over to the local store selling singles, singles. and just trying to pick some stuff to fill in the gaps and yeah. then just see what a deck I built on my own without even having yeah. played a game looks like looks and how, how like. it acts. Yeah. Um, especially given the knowledge I've gotten here now from you. Yeah. Because um, it would have looked a lot different. A lot if different. I did it <laughs> and I got one more question and right. I think you even brought it up in a, a reel or something but um, obviously there's the official game rules and everything. Yeah. But um, it seems like certain players are trying to even customize certain gameplays as uh, you know Nothing but princess cards, or oh, nothing yeah. but Aladdin cards, or so. Yeah. It, how's the possibility of customizing like a, your own game? It totally has the potential for that. Right now, because there's only so many cards out, it yeah. would be a little harder. Um, but I think as we see more cards coming out, you could build a whole deck that was like all like one movie franchise, you know, yeah. like or create a villain deck. And we're already the seeing, Renaissance or yes, sidekicks or, or sidekicks. Yeah. And we already see some of the cards that play on some of those um, words, you know, so like villains. There's cards where it says this applies to all villain cards, you know, so. Ravensburger has plans for that to build out the game in a such a way where people can create 
some themed decks, I think, going forward. So I think we'll see a lot more of that as the game goes on. That's cool. It's going to be fun. I can't. I, <laughs> the princess deck would be one that I would enjoy building because there's some great princess cards. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, a Cinderella Knight coming in Rise of the Floodboard. I saw Have that. Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She looks good. And the Bell Archer. That's the one that everyone's real excited about. So, yeah. There's some good cards. Yeah, I can't wait. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm excited. I'm, <laughs> we, got, we got our say here. <laughs> so, um, maybe we might have a little, uh, be able to do a little behind the scenes, <laughs> like just a, yeah, a quick yeah, round. At, at some point, <laughs> we're probably going to do a quick run. We realize it's probably going to be hard to translate that for audio for you yeah. all. Uh, but, uh, of course, now that we've had Rebecca here with us, um, at some point we'll figure out how to get our cameras together and maybe we'll be able to get a gameplay we'll video game. up on Absolutely. the Disney Universe YouTube channel. So, of course, be subscribed and stay tuned. Look out for that. YouTube.com slash at the D-U-T-V. Um, thank you very much, oh, Rebecca, for yeah. joining us. Uh, it's so fun and to like I tell, like to have guests, especially that you're local, you know, we're all friends now, and yeah. you always have an open door anytime you want to come on. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think you'll probably see me down at your league, and your kids will be teaching me how to play. I know, probably. yeah. My son, he's 14, and he loves it. Nice. Loves, loves, loves it. Yeah. Now, am I correct? I believe I was reading one of your posts that your husband played you once. Did he retire? Officially retired? Retired at 1-0? and He did. So I'm like, come on, you got to play at least one game with me. And so I gave him my deck. <laughs> and he he used it well. He won the one game, and then he yeah he retired. He was undefeated, undefeated, <laughs> perfect record. Exactly. <laughs> well, we'll see. Hopefully, we can talk him out of retirement at some point at maybe some when point. we get a get a game night together. Yes, yes. Well, cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you uh, for everybody listening. Make sure you get out there on Instagram. Follow Lorcana dot illuminary that's it and for and the- twitter now i am x. yes x i know the <laughs> site formerly known as twitter <laughs> yes it's at the illuminary on twitter and arcana dot illuminary the illuminary on twitter no larcana no larcana because it was too long yeah yeah so i had to show it was just the illuminary so the illuminary on twitter and larcana dot illuminary on Instagram, go give a follow. Thank uh, you. Awesome, funny reels and and uh, knowledgeable information. Um, not uh, it, welcoming information as far as how to uh, learn the game of Larkana and become part of this community because we're we're all in it now and we want you to join us. So please go give her a follow and Thank check that you. out. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, absolutely, and I hope you guys really enjoyed that conversation. And 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 Rebecca, check out her, like Alex said, check out her site. Um, we're we're in crunch time, almost holidays. So uh, very soon, all of us—well, uh, not all of us, but uh, myself, Alex, most of the crew at Walt's apartment—we will be having a table at this year's MouseCon in Concord. Uh, we got some stuff planned before uh, a family museum visit Saturday morning, a brewery visit Saturday evening, with some Disney karaoke. Uh, do you want to throw some of that details now or later? Yeah, no, that, that's all going down. I want y'all to be there. We're going to be at Epidemic Ales in Concord the night before MouseCon. So that is Saturday, November 4th. Uh, they regularly have karaoke on Saturday night. Um, but I kind of approached them saying that this awesome event is going on Sunday and we wanted to have something where us Disney adults can gather the night before and kind of say hi, get to know each other, uh, throw back a couple adult beverages and 
belt out our favorite Disney tune. So we are not taking it over entirely as Disney karaoke, but we are inviting everybody who wishes to participate in Disney karaoke and us as the Disney Universe podcast will have prizes for those who choose to participate and sing Disney songs as karaoke, as well as we'll have some other awesome giveaways and uh, maybe even some stuff if you can show that you will be attending the convention the next day. Uh, So please, uh, of course, as always, be following us on all our socials, as well as our friends at Walt's Apartment, Neverland Clubhouse, Disney Guy. We're in the park. uh, We're in the park. They're all going to be out there uh, at MouseCon, and hopefully they'll be with us at the brewery as well. We're not sure on all that, but you got me, you got Joe, and uh, you got a microphone. So what else? And you got beer. Yeah. There's not much else you need. If only I, you could bring Rebecca and do a Lorcana <laughs> tournament. I, I think she's already said she's ready to sing. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't want to give away what I'm singing, and obviously I don't want to take it away from you. Um, but, yeah, just come with whatever. We're going to make sure that we are preset and downloaded with a, a great a selection of Disney songs for that night. Uh, so just come out, even if you just want to watch, if you want to say hey, if you've been listening, um, or if you are, I, I don't know, if you're listening to this, you've probably been listening, so you're not just a, a buddy off the street. But I, I will be looking for buddies off the street. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll find a new Illuminary out there in Concord, and we'll bring them to League Night in the future. Uh, so that's all going down Saturday, November 4th. And then, of course, MouseCon is Sunday, November 5th in Concord. It's from 10 to 5 uh, it's only ten bucks to enter. I believe kids under ten or so are free. Yeah, um, twelve. Last year's MouseCon was my first of any sort of convention ever, and I, I thought it was a good gateway convention. It wasn't like showing up at D twenty three or Star Wars Celebration and just having my mind blown by the scope of the whole thing. I've seen um, it. Not not to say that this is you know puny or small. Uh, I went to an awesome uh, panel with Jeff Bam, who is kind of the foremost historian of all things Haunted Mansion. Um, So he gave a lot of great info uh, about Mark Davis and his uh, involvement with that. Um, There is a great sort of vendor area, which we were kind of positioned in between. Um, And of course, you know, bring bring your lawn mowing money, bring whatever spare change you got, because you're going to find a lot of great things you may have thought you'd never see again. I saw one of the vendors there uh, picked up a pair of the R2-D2 mouse ears that at least weren't being sold in the parks for a long time. They are now back. Shout out my good friend Erin, who gave me one of her three pairs of those R2-D2 ears. Um, And then, of course, there are going to be some great Disney voice celebrities. Uh, Apologize for not knowing their uh, actor and actress names, but the the characters that will be represented, I believe Sergeant Tibbs, the voice of Sergeant Tibbs is going to be there. The voice of Andy from Toy Story is going to be there. The voice of Boo from Monsters, Inc. Mary the, the voice of young Nala, who I'm sure is forever bombarded with people coming up to her saying, say, pinch again. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying I won't be one of those people on the 5th. Uh, there we go. Thank you very much. Um, so we got... Um, Nikita Kalame Harris, that is the voice of young Nala. Um, Tony Anselmo, Disney legend, is the voice of Donald Duck. Uh, we've got, I believe she's not going to be there, right? Yeah. Um, Eden Gross is the voice of Flounder from Little Mermaid. Um, we've got uh, Lorna Cook, who's an animator. Uh, Amy O'Neill who was uh, Amy Zielinski in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Early crush growing up. Uh, Dan Molina is uh, from Chicken Little. Looks like he was 
Is he the fish? The fish out of water? And Yeah, I think so. Um, Mimi Gibson, voice of Lucky from 101 Dalmatians. We've got Boo from Monsters, Inc., Mary Gibbs. Uh, Rick Law is another Disney artist. Uh, David Frankham is that voice of Sergeant Tibbs. I'll be looking for him to sign my Lorcana card. I said it right, right? Yep. Yeah. Lorcana, Lorcana, Lorcana. John Morris, that's the voice of Andy from Toy Stories 1 through 4. Um, Jerry Cornell of uh, Theme Park Ology. Uh, we got C. Andrew Nelson. Uh, he's what? He's an actor, uh, writer, producer. He was. I believe the, he's got a lot of involvement with Star Wars. Yeah, he was the he's he's the the actor that's been suited up as Darth Vader the longest. Okay. And they're all a part of the Adventures Ideas uh, audio story thing. Disney Universe and Walt's Apartment Podcast, <laughs> right there on the page. Uh, Josh Schaefer, our friend, the Disney guy, he will be there. Um, and yeah, of course, you. You could be there as well. Um, so go to, I believe it's mousecon.com. Yes. Uh, for all that information, tickets, if you need to get a hotel overnight, Lord knows we will be, because we're going to be enjoying those beers over at Epidemic Ales. Um, and come see us November 5th in Concord. It's going to be a blast. Come early November 4th. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming out. Um, come be with like-minded Disney fans and spend your hard-earned money on things <laughs> we don't need. I said there was someone selling like old Disney postcards and old park maps. <laughs> I love collecting park maps, so it was fun. There's going to be those. I know uh, there's going to be our friend cards, uh, yeah. Matt Robinson tattoo is going to be back there. Uh, our friends wear in the park as we first met them last year at MouseCon. Uh, they make great self-guided scavenger hunts through uh, all the Disney as well as many other parks around the country. Universal, Knott's, I believe uh, SeaWorld, SeaWorld. Bush Gardens are in Florida. Yeah, and even Enchanted Forest Universe, in uh, Universal, Oregon. I think Enchanted <laughs> Forest in Oregon. Might have, to, might have to put a trip together with that. Go yeah. visit our friends up there. <laughs> um, so yes, that's my big long-winded mouse con pitch. I hope we see you all there um, and I hope you come out to Epidemic Ales and Sing us a little Disney tune, and we're going to have a cool treat for you. Absolutely. And then before we do our clip show, we will be having the good fellows from Discovered the Magic podcast joining us next show. That's our good buddy Jason from Interactive Realm and his uh, podcast buddy. So look for that very soon. But uh, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you, for Rebecca, for joining us, taking, us, taking time on a Sunday and uh, on location here. As we got Pitbull playing in the background. Yeah, I got yeah. Uh, one more in me before last call. <laughs> All and right. uh, last call, of course, to the DU crew. Uh, it wouldn't be us without you, so I got to shout you out one more time. Going from the bottom to the top this time, our good buddy Alfredo, Tyler, Sean, Wedge Antilles, John, Sasquatch, Jen Jen, and Monique. Uh, also would love to give a big shout out to Monique. Uh, just recently got married this week. Um, so big shout out to you Congratulations. And, your, and your partner. Um, hope to visit you guys and have some more fun in the parks again soon. Um, all the best wishes from your friends here at the Disney Universe podcast. Absolutely. So you guys have a good night and we'll see you next time. So uh, we'll end this difference. And Ryan's not here unless you want to do it the same way. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, bring, okay. me, bring me another beer. Uh, shout out to Winky from uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, my favorite Disney bartender. Absolutely. Well, you guys have a good night, and uh, thank you, Burning Barrel, for hosting tonight. Yes. Draw two. <laughs>